Proverbs chapter 22, that is. And uh, so, Father, we pray you'll speak to our hearts and uh, reveal some things to us, Lord, that we need. Uh, Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. As I mentioned there in my prayer, we're going to try to finish up this chapter tonight. And uh, we're looking at five things the wise will not do. And uh, I know I've mentioned this probably maybe almost every time we preach uh, out of this book. A lot of repetition here, but I'm trying to bring some new thoughts and so forth to uh, some of the similar verses. And uh, so tonight, uh, same thing. We've covered these subjects multiple times probably. And, uh, but five things the wise will not do. And, you know, you always need to remember if the Bible keeps repeating something, there's a reason for it. And, and uh, so uh, it is something that God is emphasizing. And uh, so I don't want to just brush over these things because we've already looked at them. Uh, I believe that God really wants us to, to understand some things here tonight. So we're looking at five things the wise will not do. And uh, these are just some practical things, again, that uh, believers, uh, discerning believers, should stay away from. Um, you know, there, there are things out there that, that are unwise. We'll use that term tonight. But we could even say that are not scriptural, uh, that are spiritually dangerous, um, that we can become entangled in. Uh, even become a part of sometimes, and, and a lot of times we don't realize it till we're already in the mess, you see. Uh, and that could happen to any of us tonight. Uh, uh, so we need to be aware of sometimes, because sometimes we don't even realize we are doing these types of things, uh, or we don't see that we're doing it, if you will. And so tonight, God is just reminding us of some things that we should not do. So, so we'll get right into it tonight. So number one, we're going to see that a wise person will not treat the poor unfairly. Look at verse 22. So Proverbs 22, verse 22. It says, Rob not the poor because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate. And the last part of that verse really kind of puts some context to this. In the gate is where a lot of the, what we would call, uh, disputes were heard. Um, it could be a political platform as well. Um, so there's a lot of things that happen at the gate of, at the gate of cities. You know, uh, contracts were made, witnesses, those types of things. And uh, so this particular verse, I believe, is talking about exploiting the poor. Um, uh, taking advantage of the poor by, you know, in other words, perhaps, you know, I don't want to read too much into this, but, but it kind of gives me the idea that, that you have those that are a master at staying within the legal boundaries, you know, not really breaking any laws, but they're still exploiting the poor, taking advantage of, of things. Uh, uh, again, we might think of, of taking the poor to court, again, in the gate there of the city. Uh, and a lot of times these people wouldn't be able to defend themselves. And, and, and their accusers knew that they had struggles in certain areas and those types of things. So they were exploiting them. They were, they were taking advantage of them. Uh, and again, uh, they, may have, they may be on legal grounds, but it wasn't always morally correct. And a lot of that goes on today. Um, uh, you, you see that a lot today. And so again, with these people being poor, uh, the legal system was being manipulated, in you, if you will, for a deceitful purpose. Now, a wise person will, will realize when he does this to the poor, in other words, he's, he's taking advantage of, 
of, of, of some, uh, some, some things in somebody else's life that are causing problems. In other words, they're, they're taking advantage of that. Uh, God, you know, God doesn't like that. As a matter of fact, whenever we, uh, uh, you know, people take advantage of those that can't help themselves per se, they're really doing it to God himself. In other words, it's not that they're just doing it to them, but they're doing it to God. They're actually fighting God when they do that. And we see that in verse 23. Uh, we notice it's connected with verse 22. We see there the semicolon. It says, again, 22 says, Rob not the poor because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the souls of those that spoil them. And so that's why it's unwise to do that because they have God on their side. Um, he'll spoil their soul. I, I'm not even sure what that means. There's so many different uh, meanings there I won't even try but it doesn't sound good does it <laughs> you know so so again we we need to be careful about that and and again I, I was thinking about this today you know <clears throat> we think about America uh, uh, a lot of the you know socialistic policies um, for decades now um, you know even going back to the 60s I believe is where it really gained momentum that really exploit the poor you know um, and, and it's, I believe that, you know, America is going to have to answer to God for a lot of things, and I think that's one of them. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty plain. It's not hard to see how, how some use the need of the poor to gain support, and, and we see that time and time again. It's nothing new. It's been happening for years and years. Um, and, uh, again, to, uh, they're, they're, it's all devious, if you will. It's particularly un-American. But, but most of all, it's, it's an unbiblical agenda. In other words, they're using these things, exploiting the poor uh, in order to, uh, again, to, you know, socialistic type things. It, it's not good. And again, uh, America will, like I said, America's going to have to answer for a lot of things that she does. One of them is exploiting the poor, you know. And uh, so, again, a wise person uh, will, will not do that. We'll treat the poor fair, uh, fairly. Amen? And uh, so certainly I think that's a, a good point to be made tonight. Number two, a wise person will not have close relations with angry people. And uh, so we've looked at this before, but notice verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man. Uh, with a furious man thou shalt not go. Uh, so we see there not only an angry man, but also a furious man. I believe we could say man or woman. Uh, this would be a hot-tempered person. Uh, somebody that's hot-tempered, the Bible reveals, is really a dangerous person. Um, when a person is overcome with anger, it means that he or she is being controlled by that. They're being mastered by it. Uh, and certainly that could uh, uh, be dangerous in a lot of ways. Uh, but for us tonight, the Bible indicates that, that if you're wise, you'll stay clear of, search, of such people. Uh, in other words, that's, uh, you don't want to partner with them. You don't want to associate with them. It doesn't mean that, that you won't help them in their time of need or those types of things. But we need to be careful uh, about that. You know, we had a message here a while back that, that we don't want angry people rubbing off on us. Remember, we had several things that we don't want to rub off on us. Uh, and again, this is another thing that God is concerned about. We see uh, also another verse that goes with this verse, verse 25. So make no friendship with an angry man, verse 24, the furious man thou shalt not go, lest, verse 25, uh, thou learn his ways uh, and get a snare to thy soul. 
And, and again, we may feel like that maybe we're above that, uh, but we're not. Um, uh, we, we have to understand that even if you're a mature Christian, a mature person even, uh, things can rub off on us. And, and we might do a pretty good job of yielding to the Holy Spirit of God that's in our hearts. And, and we might, uh, hopefully we can say the flesh you know, is dying. As Paul said, I die daily, but the flesh is still there. Uh, it's still something we have to deal with, and a wise person is going to know how easy it is to be led of the flesh. You know, take heed lest ye fall, the Bible says, right? And so the fact is, it's not just angry, but, but we could really apply this to a lot of wrong influences, but there is a lot of wrong influences that can creep back into our lives, and a lot of times it happens through other people, you know, and so we need to be aware of that uh, and understand that that's uh, something that can bleed off onto us you know it and it does you know uh you know if you're around maybe your job you're around grumpy people all the time chances are when you get home you're gonna be a little grumpy you know uh and, and so again the, these things are important and so we just need to to understand that a wise person won't allow that to happen they won't have close relationships with angry and furious uh, furious people uh first corinthians 15 tells us be not deceived Evil communications corrupt good manners. And so it's very plain. So we need to be aware of that and be wise not to be influenced in that way. Uh, number three, we've talked about this too. A wise person will not co-sign. Look at verse 26 and verse 27. It says, Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. We've explained you know, what that was uh, a couple of times already. Verse 27, if thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? And again, I'm, I'm not going to spend time explaining, you know, I've done it a couple times, but we're talking here about securing a debt, uh, being a cosigner, if you will. And so securing a debt for the Jew, now in Bible days, a little different than what we see today, but the principle certainly is still the same. Um, we know that uh, friends, families, uh, even you know, business partners, sometimes they need a cosigner to secure a loan at times. Um, you know, we've talked about how uh, if you have means when you get a little older, certainly that would be something you'd want to bathe in prayer. But if you remember, I would recommend if you're a young person, don't do it at all. Just don't do it. Um, uh, I, just, I just don't think that you should. Um, we know that the Bible does teach us, though, we're to be good givers. Uh, especially those in need. And so again, we find ourselves uh, in this position of, okay, how do we reconcile all of this? But there's a difference between giving something and being a cosigner of something. In other words, if you give something, it's not yours anymore. You know? uh, and the principle here, again, verse 27, I think really drives it home. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? And so this tells us that if you cosign for someone, they lose everything, and you can't pay that debt back yourself, then you'll lose everything as well that you've put up. Uh, in case here, you know, your last possession, your bed, <laughs> you know, and so it's a pretty vivid picture there of what can happen. Um, and, and again, we're, we're not to make uh, foolish loans. We're not to do those types of things. I think that's what God would have us to understand. We need to show some wisdom um, the thing is, folks, is we would, listen, if, if you can't do without it, don't put it up. I mean, 
no matter who it is, right? Because things happen. Uh, and so we have to be careful with that and uh, certainly wouldn't want to use that for collateral. So, so make sure if you do that you can handle the risk. I mean, if you're going to co-sign for somebody, be prepared to, to back it up. You know, and if you can't, you shouldn't. And, uh, you know, but, but I go back to all of this. You know, we just muddle everything up today. We don't uh, handle things uh, in a biblical manner a lot uh, when it comes to uh, surety and stuff. I think even we as Christians tonight are probably dependent on the government more than we should. We've just kind of been conditioned, you know, to feel a certain way about, you know, the government being obligated to us for certain reasons. Um, but if you really look at what the Bible teaches, you know, here's the thing. If we just stick to the biblical method of helping one another, there would be less need for these financial, you know, conundrums <laughs> that we find ourselves in. Amen. Uh, but uh, that's another message for another time. Uh, but uh, again, a wise person uh, certainly uh, will not be a surety for, for another uh, without bathing that in prayer. Number four, a wise person does not move uh, proven and established boundaries. Look at verse 28. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Uh, this had to do with literal property boundaries. Um, there were some low lives even back in that day that would move these, these uh, stones, uh, if you will, uh, that marked the, the land boundaries uh, uh, to obviously to you know, move it over this way. You get a little more property, you see. And uh, so that was something that would happen, and you see that uh, uh, mentioned throughout the Old Testament. And uh, so now property boundaries certainly were important to the Jew for the same reason they'd be important to us. But again, they also had a lot of spiritual meaning there as well. Um, uh, even today, Jews look at prop owning property a lot different than you and I do. Um, it's kind of interesting. But, but um, uh, so the moving of these stones was, was a major crime in a lot of different ways, uh, you know, uh, even spiritually speaking for the Jew. Now, Application for us today certainly could be taken literally. You know, we should never, you know, we don't want to go over and move the fence over, you know, so we get more yard. Certainly it could be taken literally. But, but I think the principle of the truth really could be applied uh, in a lot of other areas as well. And I go back to our country, you know, America. Let's just talk about America. Uh, let's talk about our Constitution. Let's talk about, let's talk about our founding fathers. Our, well, let's even define it more, our, our Christian founding. Amen our Christian heritage even. Um, uh, there have been established landmarks. Well, they haven't just been moved. They've been obliterated. I mean, they're, they're not even there anymore, right? Um, and uh, uh, I believe just like in the days, you know, of when this proverb was written, you know, see, the thing was, was that God knew where those boundaries were at. And just because somebody went over there in the middle of the night and moved the boundary over, uh, God knew it, right? Uh, and again, when I think about our country, we've got a lot to answer for. Um, uh, he uh, certainly sees the moving of, of established biblical boundaries that our country once held to. He's noticed, he sees those things being moved and again, uh, even taken away. So a wise person does not move proven and established boundaries. And then number five, uh, a wise person will not be careless in his business dealing. Uh, another very important point here. Uh, seest thou a man uh, diligent in his business? Uh, so the question is asked there. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. 
So what does this mean here? And so again, uh, you know, we start off by saying this is about being fair in our business, honest integrity. You know, I have, uh, uh, you know, mentioned several times throughout this study the importance of, of, of not just employers being fair, but employees being fair. In other words, employers ought to pay an honest day's work, but an employee ought to give an honest day's work. Amen. You know, that's important. Uh, that's biblical. That's of God. And so when a person is honest, again, in his business dealings, and that could mean other things as well, you know, executive type things even. Uh, but when he is honest in his business dealings, whether it's a small matter, a large matter, uh, the Bible's telling us here is that he gains the respect of those that are possibly even greater than he is. You know, um, you know those of us that have been uh, maybe in middle or upper, upper management with different types of things. I, I know in the past, you know, uh, my eye would catch certain people and say, man, you know, I know they're not quite there yet, but if, if, if they're, you know, if they're as strong, you know, if they're as dedicated to this job right here, right now, you know, that, that's going to do them well later on. Um, and uh, mean men there uh, is really talking about, uh, from what I understand, people who are obscure. In other words, they're not as great. In other words, you're not really going to be noticed by them, but when it comes to those types of things, it's not really that important if they notice you or not. And that's kind of what that's talking about. But what it's talking about here is you're going to be noticed by those who can make a significant difference in your life. And I was thinking about this today. You know, uh, I'm not saying all these men were saved or even loved the Lord, uh, but, but I was thinking about that today. There were men that I worked under at times. They just happened to see, they saw something to me that, that, that they liked, and they give me a chance, and, and I was able to, to do, make a better living. You know, to do better for my family. Uh, and that's good, amen. I, uh, matter of fact, I think that's American. <laughs> I think that's the way it ought to be. And I think that's something that young men today uh, just, you know, and I know every generation says it about the, the one, you know, after them. But, but I, I really believe that we're, we're losing that. A lot of young people, I said young men, but, but, but young people, but particularly young men tonight that don't seem to grasp that as they once did. I know I've probably shared this with you a hundred times, but, but, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, the thought of think, somebody thinking I was lazy, I mean, I would lose sleep over that. You know, it was just, you know, there was an integrity thing there. I, I wanted to be known as somebody that worked hard, and no matter what it was. And uh, so, you know, I, I try to get young people to understand, listen, be diligent in your work, no matter how insignificant it may seem. Um, listen, it'll be noticed by those over you. Amen? I mean, people see that. You know, um, here's the thing, you know, if, if you can't or won't clean a bathroom well, then what makes you think you're going to get a chance to do anything else well? You know, you think I would, you think I, listen, you, you want to move up in this company, but you can't even clean the bathrooms well here? <laughs> you know, if you want to do this over here, you're going to have to do this right first. I mean, to me, that just is logical. It makes sense. Uh, and, and that's good. Uh, you know, we just live in this stinking entitlement society that is just no good. It's unbiblical, but it's not good for, for young people to think that way. Um, and, hey, listen, if you've got a job cleaning toilets, clean them better than anybody, and you won't clean toilets very long. You'll be doing something else uh, because people will notice that. 
Uh, and in this day and age, you know, in a way, young people have an advantage today because when I was, you know, when I was a young man, there were a hundred more just like me. They felt the same way. So some, it would get pretty competitive for a job. But today, a young man can go out there. If he'll just show up on time, <laughs> you know, that's huge, right? And work hard. He's probably going to stick out, just those two things. Uh, and and uh, those, those people, uh, again, uh, as it says there, shall stand before kings. Those people that are greater than you will notice that. Uh, and so a wise person will be not careless uh, in his, uh, uh, his business dealings. Um, and again, you know, we, we uh, always remember, too, that in reality, we're not just working doing business with other people but you're working for god amen you're to work as you work unto the lord uh and and certainly uh, that is something that will bless your life and so those are some wise things number one a wise person will not treat the poor unfairly number two a wise person will not have close relationships with angry furious people Number three, a wise person will not co-sign. Number four, a wise person does, does not move proven, established boundaries. And finally, a wise person will not be careless in his business dealings. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed as our uh, pianist comes tonight. And uh, is God speaking to your heart tonight about some things? You know, maybe, maybe you're realizing you could maybe do some better in some of these areas. Or maybe you have a young person, maybe a son, a a uh, grandchild perhaps, uh, uh, a young friend that, that uh, you'd like to come and pray for tonight. Uh, certainly there's tons of things on this prayer list that we could come and pray about as well.